Some people say that the Shang Dynasty is the best dynasty. That true or not? Let's see if that is true and compare ancient Chinese dynasties with Ahmed. Our first dynasty that we're going to talk about is the Shang Dynasty. The Shang Dynasty was one of China's earliest dynasties. The Shang Dynasty was located in the Huanghe Valley. When archaeologists began looking at some ruins found in Anyang in 1928, they learned a lot of things about the Shang culture. They say the remains were part of one of the royal cities of the Shang Dynasty. The city had a lot of houses and a temple and a palace and workshops. The palace for the king was made of mud plastered walls and held by wooden posts. Did you know that the human sacrifices were part of Shang burials? They also had tombs and the servants and slaves were sacrificed to serve the king in the afterlife. The government was led by a very powerful king and he had his younger brothers and nephews lead other smaller kingdoms and when he died his power was passed to a younger brother or son. The Shang kings depended on the on their strong armies to protect and expand their kingdoms. The armies were made of uh, made up of arch- archers and foot soldiers and men mounted on elephants and horses and chariots. The Shang also had social classes. They were six. They start with the king, then the nobles and the artisans, then they had the traders, then the farmers, then the slaves at the bottom. The Shang also worshipped ancestors and the king used oracle bones to seek ancestor advice. The Shang also had a system of writing which is very impressive because they were one of the earliest dynasties. The Shang also made arts and they had great skill with bronze and they also made geometric designs and pictures of mythical creatures. They also made art and jade. The Shang also had inventions and artisans used bronze to make many tools of war including arrowheads, spearheads, axeheads, and helmets. That is all about the Shang Dynasty, and now we're going to talk about the Zhou Dynasty. The Zhao Dynasty. After the Shang Dynasty ended, the Zhao Dynasty took control, but we are not sure when it began. Some scholars say it started at one th- in 1000. 122 BCE and some say it started at 1045 BCE during the Zhao dynasty different leaders fought for control over China this made Chinese thinkers to ask serious questions about the best way to maintain peace there were three different answers and those answers became philosophies which are which are known as Confucianism Taoism and legalism after ending the Shang dynasty, the Zhao dynasty claimed that they have been given the mandate of rule of heaven, which is the divine right to rule. Using a system of relationships called feudalism, the Zhao dynasty increased the government's stability. But feudalism wasn't good enough, and the system broke down, and lords of the states became more powerful, and they fought for power, which brought 250 years of disorder in China. This made three major schools of thought emerge, which are Confucianism, Taoism, and Legalism. So let's learn more about each philosophy. Confucianism is based on the teachings of Confuci or Confucius. The goal for Confucianism is to develop a peaceful society 
the second great philosophy to emerge from China's time of trouble was Taoism. Taoism was made by Laozi, and it attempted to provide answers to the difficulties that prevented right living and good government. And the third and last philosophy was legalism. Legalism was made by Hanfizi, and it was very, very different than the other two philosophies. People who are legalists believe that the most people, that most people are selfish, and you cannot count upon anyone. That was all, folks, about the Zhao Dynasty, and now we're going to talk about the Qin Dynasty. And this dynasty is much different than the other dynasties, and you're going to know why. Qin Dynasty In the later years of the Zhao Dynasty, China entered a period of unrest that lasted until the Qin Dynasty seized power. During this dynasty, China became unified under Qin Chi Huangdi. The emperor ruled over one united China. The first emperor began his life as a prince, and then the Qin took over the Zhao Dynasty. And then ten years later, the prince became king. He was called the Tiger of Qin, and he was a very, very ambitious man, and he used his military might and bribery and etc. to conquer the remaining states in China, until he took control over all of China. He replaced the old feudalism system with a system that he controls personally. He divided the territory into 36 districts and appointed three officials to govern each district. The emperor, the emperor used hard measures to maintain power, and when he discovered someone plotting against his life, you guessed it, he ordered the traitor and their families to be executed. He even exiled his own mother from court. He also aimed to unify China and standardize things. Standardize things. He also ordered and forced workers to build a wall along China's northern border to protect China which is now is the Great Wall of China. The emperor had many achievements, but some ancient Chinese writings say that he could not find happiness. He was also very afraid to die, and he wanted to be immortal. That was all about the Qin Dynasty. Now, I'm pretty sure that you understand why I told you it's very different than the other dynasties. But the important thing is that now we're going to talk about the Han Dynasty. The Han Dynasty. The Han Dynasty arose because Chinese people were not happy with the harsh rules of the Qin Dynasty. The leader and the person who established the Han Dynasty was called David, and he was a rebel against Qin, and he conquered the Qin army and ended the 14-year reign. Under the Han rule, China had a golden age, and they had a long period of wealth and a lot of things flourished while they made new inventions and discoveries. The Han was also very known for their military achievements. And Han emperors also expanded their empire and included parts of present-day Korea and Vietnam. The Han Empire was an amazing in warfare. They made new weapons and military methods that helped expand their empire. The Han Empire had a very organized army. And every person was about 25 to 60 had to serve in the army for two years. 
Did you know that it is estimated that the Han armies had about 130,000 to 300,000 men? The Han dynasties also made new technologies, like they had advances in army making, which made their armor, which they made their armor from, which made their armies live longer. Their armor was also like a fish scale, which moved with the body. They also made iron swords, which made them very strong. Did you know that their swords were also long so they can kill their enemies at a safe distance? The Han Dynasty had also other clever, uh, clever technologies like the crossbow. Yes, that is right, they were the first people to make the crossbow. They also made so many more technologies and the inventions like the kite and the chain, uh, chain pump, which they used to move water uphill. Now let's talk about the government. Did you know that the Han Dynasty lightened the very harsh rules that the previous emperor made. They also made the gover government functioning as a bureaucracy. The government also controlled two of the most important industries, which are silk and salt. I know what you're saying. Wait, is salt that important? And yes, it was because they used it to preserve meat and vegetables. Another great invention that made the ha that that the Han made were the paper. Yes, you heard it. Well, they made paper. But before they made paper, they were writing on silk and bamboo strips. Those were some dynasties of China, and I really hope you liked this podcast. I want you to comment on this podcast and tell me which dynasty did you like more. Personally, I liked uh, the Han Dynasty more. And one of the reasons is because they made China have a golden age. And this, by the way, was made by Ahmad in April 27th at Jeddah.